0: Hello and welcome to The Mock Review with Ben and Drew. I'm Ben Garmo. And I'm Drew Evans. Today on the show, we've got two people that I know pretty well. They're two former students of mine at UMBC who just recently were members of the team that won the 2021 American Mock Trial Association National Championship Tournament. Uh, And I want to introduce both of them to all of you out there. We'll start with Sydney Gaskins. Sydney is a four-time All-American I believe she graduated with at least 30 individual awards as an attorney over the course of her four years with UMBC Mock Trial. She was the runner-up for Trial by Combat last year, and is just all around an incredible competitor and for this past season was also the president of UMBC's Mock Trial program. So I'm thrilled to have her on the show. Sydney, thanks for being here.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: It's it's really good to, to hear your voice and to have you on the show. And joining Sydney is her fellow graduating senior, Thomas Kiley. Thomas Kiley is an All-American, a many-time award-winning witness as an expert witness, including twice uh, awarding at the Great American Mock Trial Invitational hosted by the University of Virginia. And then, of course, Thomas Kiley also is a national champion by virtue of his appearance in the final round just a few weeks ago. Thomas, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks uh, as well to you for coming on.
2: Uh, Big fan of the pod. It's so great (laughs) to meet both of you. Thanks for having me.
0: I feel like I'm going to regret this so much by the time
2: we're
3: done. Fun fact for everyone, fun fact, that's the first time Ben didn't have to write those down. He somehow like already knew that stuff off the top of his head. It's kind of weird.
0: I I am fairly well rehearsed in telling people about how great the two of you are. All right, I will admit to that, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, there, nice. now it you feel bad. Um, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about y'all's origin story, because this is a fun one. Um, I've mentioned this on the show before, but the two of you went to the same high school and competed together uh, at Franklin High School doing mock trial together. So I gotta ask, I, I mean, you're the same year, you were the same year in high school. Take me back, tell me the origin story of how mock trial started for Thomas and Sid.
2: So it's 20, I want to say 13, let's say Friday's at the top of the charts by Rebecca Black. That seems right. It's our freshman year. We're both uh in, well, I'm in Mr. Lambert's uh, American government class and he was the coach of Mock Trial. And I was like, oh, I like this. This seems like a cool thing to do. So uh, like three months into school, they hold auditions for everyone. I try out. Uh, for the tryouts in high school, you had to be like a witness, a directing attorney, and a crossing attorney. And when I got up to do directing attorney, I had all of my questions ready, and then my witness uh, did not know any of the answers, and I was but a mere 15 or 14 years old, so I didn't know how to handle it, and I fumbled real hard. And my freshman year, I didn't get on the team. But then the year after that, I did try out, and then I got on the team for three years, And once I was on the team, I was like very much, uh, this is a surprise to probably no one, a big old nerd in high school. So I liked science. Um, so I became the expert witness for my high school's team, uh, portraying a bunch of different roles. My favorite thing was I got to be a head doctor for the concussion case we did. And we got to draw like a brain on a like big old post-it note in court that I would like show what a concussion does. And I did that for all three years. I had a great time experiencing that. Uh, I had a fun interaction where I made an attorney look bad by answering his Wadir questions because in high school, they actually tried to test your knowledge. And then the judge and I had a very nice conversation during our direct. So it was a great time during high school. Sydney was also on the team, but I don't think, and Sydney can correct me if I'm wrong, we ever actually were an attorney witness pair that entire time, we were just two people on that very large team. And then uh, after high school, I came to UMBC, and I was taking an intro to philosophy class with two members of UMBC's current mock trial team, one of which I had known from high school, and he encouraged me to try out for that. So I went up to a dim room at the top of our commons building and tried out as a witness that we recently watched, and I did a fantastic job and no one can disagree with that (laughs) and then um i got on the team and the night that i got on the team i quit the team by email and then had to be encouraged to rejoin which i did and then i didn't have the guts to quit again and
0: four years later here i am all right so sydney fact check all that for me and tell me your side of the story as well
1: wow that was such a good story and i think it's all accurate for him I also didn't do four years of high school mock trial. I was too scared to try out my freshman year, but I tried out my sophomore year. I got the guts to do it because it was really competitive in high school where we went. And I made the team. And then for the first year, I was an expert witness. And then the next two years, I became the opening statement attorney for my high school team. Thomas didn't mention is that we were actually really successful in high school. We went to the Maryland State Championship, which is like the national championship for high school in Maryland, and we were the runner ups there. And you can still see my footage of me when I was six. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible, I was so bad, but I thought I was really good at the time. But the footage is still online of me doing the opening statement in the the highest court in Maryland. What is it called? The Court Court of of appeals. Appeals? Yeah. And I had this this horrible habit when I was in high school. I would purse my lips after every single sentence. And you can see it on video on Smack Cam. And it was just, it was crazy. Um, But I loved it. And we also did moot court in high school with like the same people. So we would get to travel. We went to Duke and New Jersey as well. So by the time I got to college, I was like, I'm going to do mock trial again, and it's going to be fun. So it was just a really easy decision once I got to UMBC to continue. So I tried out for the team, and I was I was pretty confident that I would make it because I knew people on the team, the same person who went to high school with us that Thomas mentioned. And I absolutely killed it in my audition, too. And now we're here.
3: <laughs> you know, I got to say, th- thank you for that, Sydney. I now know what I will be doing once we finish recording this. I will be going and watching High school Sydney and
2: saying, <laughs> "Ah, there is still hope
0: for the world." I'll, I'll send. I'll send you the link.
2: <laughs> I'm sitting in the background. You can kind of see me.
1: We both look so different
2: because we only one sided in high school.
1: Yeah, it was back in the pants suit stage of of Sydney Gaskins.
2: <laughs> well, I, I gotta say,
3: I mean, it's it's fun hearing this, and I will give the the final perspective on this, which is I still remember when you guys were both fr- first years and I was, this was a early on when Ben and I, you know, were kind of friendly and we had been talking a little bit and he mentioned that he had this, this pair that had come from uh, this local high school that were really good. And he was like, you know, remember these names? Like they're going to be really good. And I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, sure. Sure, buddy. Um, and then of course, you know, you guys got pretty good at this, I guess one could say. Um So, I want to kind of pick up right where you guys left off. And I want us to basic, I want us to get out of the interview format and go into kind of just a you guys talking shop because the three of you have known each other for a little while. And I'm going to just be the fly on the wall kind of every so often poking my head in and, and asking a question. But start me off, you know, you guys are both there, you're on the team. What was the team like back when you first joined compared to now? Because I'm inclined to think there are some differences, but I would love to hear more about what you guys think of that.
1: Do you want me to be honest?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think you can be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Thomas will definitely agree with me. I mean, I remember, I'll tell you about my first meeting. Um, after I got on the team and I went to this, you know, dimly lit <laughs> room in, in one of the buildings on campus. And sat down and we had automatically stacked that year. So, you know, a minute before I got into the room, A team had already went into another room and I was on B team. And I just remember sitting there and feeling so out of place. And uh, I just didn't feel welcome, you know, by by the current climate of the team at the time. And I was like, I don't know, this is for me or not. So I would say like in the beginning, we really weren't close. We weren't healthy like like we are now. And it took a lot of work to over the years to build UMBC mock trial to like what it is today. And we had to implement a whole bunch of techniques focused on you know caring about each other in order for us to like just build a strong family that is in a position to be successful in the first place.
2: Yeah, my freshman year, it was just a lot of learning of like, oh, a lot of stuff happened before I came that influences the dynamics of this team and makes it a really weird place to be in. And we have made it so that that is very much not the case anymore, which I'm very thankful for, that I actually love and enjoy everyone's presence on the current team when many people my freshman year did not feel the same about others. And I think it was like what Sydney said, we implemented a lot of changes. We made sure that like everyone's voice felt valued. And my freshman experience was just, it was a lot of stress immediately because I got put on a team as a witness. And that year was the year that they decided to have three expert witnesses in the case. So it was just after a few weeks, I just had to know a lot of information Thankfully, I was a freshman taking STEM classes that I had already taken in high school, so it wasn't that bad, but it was just a much different time than we had this past year.
0: Yeah, I mean, let, let me say this really quick on that. I mean, the two of you guys are, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely really glad to hear you say the things you say about your first year because I know it was a mess. We, The three of us have talked about it many times before. I didn't really know what I was doing at that time. Um, and, you know, some could argue that that might still be the case, but like it was it was really challenging and, and honest to God, it was it was people like the two of you and the people who've come through the program alongside you who have pushed and forced things to change. And, you know, every year, you know, drama from some program or two spills out, like sort of into the mainstream. And if anyone had cared about us back then, that could have been us. Um And and. I'm just, it's very heartening to me to hear you guys describe how things are now because I know how rough things were when the two of you came in. And I know that there were probably many times that the two of you considered not continuing in the program, which thankfully you both did given how it ended. But, you know, it certainly was bumpy along the way.
3: And, you know, speaking of that kind of question of whether or not to continue doing mock trial, I feel like this past year has obviously been a trying one and one that a lot of questions were asked. Um, But, you know, we changed mock trial a lot. We went to this virtual online format. And I'm kind of curious, both of you, when you were uh, in that kind of summer before your senior year, um, you know, Sydney, you just competed at trial by combat and had a phenomenal showing to get runner up as the only junior there. Um, what was the the thought process for both of you going into that senior year? Did you know all along that you were going to do it? Did you want to do it? Was there kind of any conversation of how this was going to affect things for your senior year?
1: I mean, <laughs> for the first time in my entire mock trial career, I had to think seriously about whether I was going to do mock trial this past year. And it was It was in in large part about COVID because this would have been the easiest year to not do it, right? Because nobody wants to do mock trial in COVID because the best part about mock trial is traveling and being in those hotel rooms and being with friends and getting in the van together and going out to Taco Bell after a tournament and, you know, spending hours in the bathroom before your first round, like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for real. Oh, that's and, the best? Jeez. No, it's just, it's it's part of the vibe. So I was like, you know, especially with um, the LSAT, which I had to take this year, I was like, if I'm going to take any year off, it's going to be this one, especially because, you know, I don't really know if I care to do mock trial online because it's just not as fun. Um but I think some of you all have been able to figure it out. But I took the first half of the season off this year, and then I came back and I missed it so much in that first half that I took off. I was so butthurt sitting at home watching my roommates and Thomas, you know, compete in my absence, and I was like, Man. If I can't do my trial, nobody can. Like that was the whole feeling. It hurt. It really hurt. because, And I think it gave me time to really appreciate the sport itself and how much I really do love it and want to be there. So I'm really glad that I came back instead of, you know, doing what was easy, which is just, you know, whatever. I don't want to do it. And obviously it was it's extremely worth it. Even with COVID making it challenging, I was still able to have like a really good time with my friends on the team.
2: Yeah, I, I, even with these unprecedented times, I thought mock trial was just a very nice continuity. Even though it was different in how we competed and where we competed from, it was just nice to like compete with these people I've known for years and just have that. Cause what else was I going to do on the weekend study for my four exams? It was, uh, just unlike Sydney, I actually. Wasn't always the biggest fan of, like, the seven-hour van rides to Duke and then, like, not getting home until 2 a.m. and having a 10 a.m. class the next day. Sometimes those Sundays weren't fun. But this time it was like, oh, I can do two rounds and then, like, see my friends that night, which was very different from Mock Trial of Years Past. So I enjoyed COVID just from a – it really uh, made a nice work-life balance possible for me. And that was the only benefit that the pandemic gave me. Um, I like it was my senior year. It certainly sucked having nationals canceled last year, not getting that chance to potentially have done what we did this year since we had almost the same team. And I, it was just trying to make the most of it. Like I only have one senior year. I wasn't, I was going to graduate. I wasn't going to take a fifth year. So I had to have the most fun that I could with the teams that I was on and that's what I tried to do and I had a fun time at every tournament I went to.
0: It Thomas that it's so funny you say that last thing cuz the two of you guys know this like I like given how this season ended this is a lot easier but like I would say over the summer I was like sort of borderline obsessive about last year's team and just like how you know I mean we always talk on this podcast about how horrible orcs was but like 2020 orcs for for you know for you guys was like not that bad all things considered like you guys were just a really good team and you got through and then of course as as it needed to everything kind of shut down and i don't know i i mean i remember being one of the people early on who was like hey like zoom mock trial is gonna work it's gonna be okay and like i was kind of lying to you guys like i i didn't Really believe that it was going to work as well. I mean, it really probably until Sydney, you and I got into prepping for Trial by Combat. And I was like, okay, all right, this can work. Like, it's not completely the same, but, you know, we figured out a way to make it work.
3: Yeah, I think that it's, I mean, it's something that I feel like almost every program has gone through of that crisis of, okay, well, what's going to happen? And obviously, you know, you guys are the example of why it's worth trying and why it's worth doing. Um, so, you know, take me now to, to that national tournament. I mean, we're, we're at that point where you're kind of, okay, we're back where we thought we were going to be in 2010. As you pointed out, Thomas, a very similar team to what has been, you know, the UMBC powerhouse that's been building up for years. Uh, you know, what, what's it like going into that? Like, what were the expectations or the hopes? I mean, how, how did it all just take me from the beginning and we'll kind of go through it bit by
2: bit. I mean, I know Sydney had the similar feeling of it was a relief to get back to nationals that like we got through regionals, we got through orcs. So now it was just kind of, this is our last tournament. So we're going to just put it all out on the floor and just hope that it goes out our way. And it ended up, we'll get there, but it ended up going our way. I was, uh I mean, I was excited to like prep that case, even though bedbugs are gross it was just like, this is a nice little contained, it's going to be a stressful three weeks, but it's going to be the last time I get to compete alongside these people at this school. So let's have a fun time.
1: Yes. So in the beginning, <laughs> I, I'm i going to take you back to when we started prepping the case and prepping for nationals. I think in my head, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I feel a lot of pressure and stress leading up to every single competition. And I spend a lot of my time trying to um, make myself not lose my mind completely. So that's what I was doing leading up because I was like, I want to do well at nationals. And I don't know how I'm going to feel if we don't. So I was really, really worried. But I kept reinforcing myself by saying, you know, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. It doesn't take away from anything you've already accomplished. And no matter what happens, UMBC mock trial is going to be still a great team and you had a great run. So that's my thinking leading up to the first day of nationals because I didn't want to put any pressure on it. I didn't want Ben kept saying, you know, I think we can win this thing. And I was like, babes, I don't want to think like that because then what happens if we don't? I will be crushed. So I didn't think like that. I was kind of, I was kind of irritated with Ben that he did because I felt like it put pressure on us. Uh, But I mean, he was right (laughs) in hindsight. But still, just going into it, I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep calm and all I can do is my best. And that's the best that I can do. And as long as I do my best, I have so much to be proud of. And that took me into day one of competition.
3: You know, I just, I wanted to note, Ben, before, before you guys, I, I wanted to note, like, it, it is so interesting hearing both of you talk about this. And I think, I mean, Sydney, you're such a well-accredited competitor. And when people watch you go, you project this air of confidence that like I've talked to my students of just like, can any of you just like do that, please? Like that would be awesome. And I think it's really interesting. I know for me to hear this, and I'm sure for many of our listeners just hearing that like you have those moments of doubt because it just, it, it, you, you don't see that side. I think that so many people just see this as this like absolute powerhouse, um, frankly, as a trio almost of just like, oh, you guys knew you had this going into it. Um, but like the, those moments of doubt, I just think that that's, it's, it's interesting for me to hear, um, just someone that can appear and come across so confident has that same doubt that, that all of the rest of us have. Um, I think it, 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 kind of brings things down to earth a little bit sometimes because I mean, to a certain extent, whether it's you guys or the UVA, uh, Miami Yales of the world, um, sometimes they feel a little otherworldly of just like, of course they're going to be in the final round. Like they're just that good. Like the rest of us could only dream. Um, And so I I just wanted to note, I just think that that's it. I wanted to highlight that and take a moment to, to appreciate that moment that you just had.
1: Yeah, I think that we can't forget the humanity of it all. I truly believe anyone is beatable. And you always have to stay humble because anything can happen, you know?
3: a small random school from Maryland can <laughs> in, in four years time, go from a team that I don't think many people had heard of to the national champion. It's possible.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so funny. Like, it, look, you know, I love that like Sydney, that you, what you were saying about like what I was saying before nationals and sort of how you were feeling about that. Cause that is such a good example, right. Of, Sort of the duality of the challenge of how this works, where I can tell you I was saying that because I felt like there were people on our team who didn't believe that. Right. And I know, like, what I like your perspective makes a ton of sense, right? It's like, okay, it puts pressure on people. Um, and like, I, I don't really have a counter argument to that. It absolutely <laughs> did put pressure on people. Um, and I guess in my head, I was sort of like, well, I think we need that a little bit more than maybe we need our nerves calmed. And that's always sort of the battle. And I I think like, I don't know, some of this feels related and the two of you can disagree with me about this, but some of this sometimes feels related to me to actually to two years ago Um, because last year it's like we made nationals, but it's like, okay, who knows what could happen? But two years ago was the first time of this, this sort of iteration that we made it to nationals. And then we went to Philly and we really had no idea if we were any good or not. And then we almost got to the final round that year. We weren't that far away from it. And I feel like I think about that Nationals a lot and like that being like, oh, okay, we we can do this. Like we're good enough to go toe to toe with the eventual, I know what happened to Yale that year, but the eventual, at least initial National Champion. Um, so I don't know, what is it, Like just jumping in with a question, how did the two of you think about what happened in Philly when you guys were sophomores as it relates to this year and, and winning the championship?
2: I'll say that at the time I had, no idea like how close we actually were that like i thought like oh uh first round we played i think like penn and we went four and i was like oh that's pretty cool and then we like split with uh columbia and cornell question mark berkeley berkeley oh such nice people um but I like it was just like splits. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense," because like we're just as good as them. We're not better. We're just like another team who's like mid range good here at Nationals, and then we're in the final round. And it's like I really did not understand that if we took those ballots, like we had a shot to go to the finals. That like even when we split, like we took ballots away from Yale, and that was really cool. But I did not feel the pressure that that round probably should have had because I just did not understand the actual stakes that were at play because I was still a sophomore who wasn't as well-versed in mock trial ballots as I am now.
1: Yeah. I feel like two years ago, when I think about it, I, I just think it wasn't our time and I wasn't ready personally. And I just don't think it was right. And like, when I talk about us getting to the final round this year it just felt right it felt like it was my time and it felt like i was put in that position for a reason to be successful and to kind of make waves this year so i mean two years ago we were good but i really just think that what was supposed to happen did and it pushed me to work even harder which is every time i lose i just want to work harder And it finally brought me to this point where all of that hard work paid off.
2: Yeah, that was the first year that like Sydney and I had started working together as an attorney witness pair. And we weren't as good. Our demonstratives, as fun and milk jugs on a shelf as they were, were getting thrown out. And we had the graph that got thrown out. And it was just, it wasn't as clean as it was this past year because we were just, we hadn't done it as long.
1: And I also, oh, I wanted to say this and I forgot to mention, I wasn't really in my full form yet. I I had not evolved into the more mature attorney presence that I have now. And I think that it was because that year I was absolutely blessed to be able to go up against Elizabeth Bays as a sophomore. And there are certain people like Elizabeth Sabrina Grandi, Regina Campbell, Claudine Isaac, that I've been able to see and learn so much from just being in their presence and watching how they operate. And being around people like Elizabeth really freed me up to be myself in the courtroom and start to really kickstart getting better as an advocate because watching them be so successful by doing the types of things that they do made me feel like, oh, I can do it too.
3: So, uh, for the record, I-, I would like to just note that you are still very, very good as a sophomore. As, as someone who <laughs> faced you, um, I-, I don't want anyone to get get any other thoughts. And uh, you guys are making it out to be like, oh, like we weren't that good sophomore year. Like, oh, you know, we weren't really ready yet. Um, just as uh, someone that faced them and they they frankly kicked my ass, um, I-, I would like to dispute that th- that claim and. Um, yeah, you guys were really good. Uh, also, though, also I remember specifically though, after that that nationals in Philly, I remember everyone talking about how okay this was the year that so many people were graduating. All the people that you just listed, um, Sydney, um, it was this massive class that was like, you know, I always just viewed it as a, a powerhouse year in mock trial. And then people looked at UMBC, this team that was. To a certain extent, you know, just one one or two ballots away from the final round, and they're like, "Oh, they're like graduating one person." Um, okay, that's terrifying, and they're going to be a problem. And I feel like that was when when the talk about UMBC being this like, oh, they're kind of like gonna be in a final round soon. Like they're that that good. Um, kind of started. So you guys are downplaying because you're all modest and, you know, I wonder where you get it from, but you guys are really good then. And I mean, you could have easily been in that final round as sophomores and that just terrifies and upsets me deeply. um, (laughs) I guess we've, we've talked about, you know, 2019. I want to take us back now to 2021. So you've talked about the prep, talked about the feelings that were going into it. Um, I'm going to even skip past day one. Day one was boring. You went eight. No, good for you. How was day two? Like, I assume that you guys knew because, you know, there's no way Ben could have kept that from you. So you, you know, you're on top, you know, to Thomas's point, there's none of this. Oh, we split a couple rounds. No, you've swept. What's it like going into round three, hitting t- that Tufts team? You know, what, what do you remember? What was it like? How did that, that feel
2: that morning? Well, Nationals was one two one, so day one so, was okay, technically. True. This yeah. is the second half. Mid, second mid of half day, two. day two, right? Um, I mean, like we had scrimmage Tufts pre orcs. We knew they were good. We knew we were good. This was like the high high round. This was this was basically in my head. I was going into it like this decides who goes to the national finals, or we split, and then maybe neither of us go. And that was we did split, and then. It was a probably the best round that I've had all year, if not, like, in my career. Tufts is an excellent program, and they did such a great job at Nationals. And I was very unhappy that we had to hit them because they were the one team, really, that I was just dreading, like, getting drawn against.
1: Yeah, same for me. I think going into that round, I was definitely, um, definitely had the bubble guts. Um, and... <laughs> I was very concerned. I am a big Bennett Dembski fan. So I was like, "Um, I don't know if I really want to go up against him today, especially when there was so much on the line. But my mentality going into that round and like the round after is you are so close. All you have to do is reach out and grab it at this point. And so I just did my best and also just forgave myself for all the mistakes I was making (laughs) along the way because you can't get caught up on those either. So I go into the route and I'm like, you are going to mess up and just keep it in stride. And it worked out.
0: Hey, Sydney, can I ask you? I I think you'll probably remember this. Do you remember what you talked to me about, what you told me to do? After I think it was either before <laughs> or after that round. It was one of the two. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I was. You're gonna tell the people about me roasting you. Go for it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not <laughs> asking you. Um. Yeah. I mean, I told Ben that, and maybe you could remember better. But I was kind of uh a little bit aggravated because I felt like Ben was really stressed out about the whole weekend and was trying to mask it by, he talks a lot. <laughs> so he, he'll he like in our breakout what? rooms or-
0: will come as a shock to this audience?
1: In our breakout rooms, he would just be uh, mumbling and cackling for a long time. And it was just, I felt like it affected me to the point where I would just go to another room to escape it. But I kind of just told Ben, I was like, hey, I feel like you're um, talking- is could be stressing some folks out and it like to be more specific it's kind of like telling the team like oh you should object to x y z a b c d e f g h i j k l m if they do 10 hypothetical situations and so i'm like i don't know how helpful that is (laughs) (laughs) but i think it you know if, if that's what you're referring to right
0: yeah absolutely
2: yeah, the one hour, like, pre-trial after captains that Amta did for these tournaments really increased the stress. Because when you have 30 minutes in person, like, 10 of that is just walking back to the room, and then 10 of that is, like, finishing setting up the room. And by then, Ben has to take us out to the hallway to give us a five-minute pep talk so that we can get into the room. So there wasn't, like, much time to do anything or, like, really feel stressed because, like, oh, the round kind of has begun by now. It's time to lock in. And then when you have an hour online, there's just a lot of time for your brain to be like, I should do a lot of things now when I just need to be like locked in and ready. So that like for me definitely contributed to the stress. And then it was just like as a captain trying to like make sure everything was good and lock in everything. And then like one or two things being not where they needed to be. And having the stress of that was always fun before every round.
0: And here's- you're right, Thomas, and here's why I ask that of of you, Sydney. Is like it. I think it's really important to be sort of open and transparent about how challenging, you know, communication and managing these things can be for any team in any program. When you, when we get into trial, right, it, you don't see those things most of the time. But like, even as someone, I think I've gotten a lot better. managing those things than i was say two years ago in philly or even last year but even in that situation and you're right i was like spending so much time off camera trying to sort of focus on not being that way but it was stressful and it was difficult and that's why people like the two of you and your teammates are so valuable is you've worked so hard to be a team where you can, you know, Sydney, you know, we've built the trust of one another. Where you can pull me aside and say, "Hey, I need you to knock it off," um, and that's part of the dynamic that exists. You know, on a what I would say was a healthy team, um, and that was kind of what was going on behind the scenes. And I think it did get better uh, the next day, and and you know, when we were going into round four. So I, I just sort of asked that because I think it's interesting to hear about the reality of thing, how things are behind the scenes.
3: As the person that Ben was usually texting saying, oh my um, gosh, they should have done that. Oh, they should have done this. Oh <laughs> my God. I can attribute that this sounds just like Ben. Yeah, don't so, ever share no anyone those text messages. <laughs> um, okay, so we've kind of gotten through round three. So you just split with Tufts. You're still in that high, high round. You got Patrick Henry. Now move me to that point. What's the feeling? Is, is the... Like, you know, Thomas, you said earlier when you faced Yale in 2019, it didn't really occur to you guys, or at least to you, that there was the potential to even make that final round. I'm assuming it was different, but tell me about that. You know, was there the butterflies going into there, and how did it feel? What was the sensations then?
2: Uh, There definitely was a similar feeling to 2019. Like, that entire morning I was like, Well, it's only one round today and then closing ceremonies and then I'll get like a few hours in the afternoon to just relax because I didn't think about like, oh, we're going to have a round five that day. So that like it was weird because I knew in my head that like this is the one team standing in our way. It's Patrick Henry B. It is a B team, but Patrick Henry's like an incredible school that has 17 teams out of their 500 students. So this <laughs> round is going to be, you know, a tough fight. But I was still in my head just like, well, you know, we're probably going to give it our all, but like something weird will happen. Patrick Henry will sweep us and we won't go to the final round. And even though that didn't happen, the opposite happened. And my brain should have known that that wasn't true. I just could not get myself to believe that we would like have an actual shot at the national finals.
1: When I woke up that morning, and this is what I told Miss Washington Post, I thought to myself, I looked outside, I really thrive on nice weather. It was a beautiful day. Sun was shining. I was like, wow, what a beautiful day to win the national championship tournament. It was that same thinking of, I'm almost there. All I have to do is reach out and grab it. And so I went into that round. I was really nervous, really concerned, really anxious. I definitely stress a lot about things I can't control, you know, whether it's like my teammates performance or what is the judge thinking or how should, you know, maybe we should adapt to please a judge or something like that. So I was definitely worried about all of those things, but I actually really like one-two-ones in the sense that I really do get a full night's sleep and I woke up ready to commit mass destruction. And I just went into that round with so much energy because it was it was a boxing match and I was throwing some serious punches their way. And that's exactly what I intended to do. So I just put my mind to it and did it. So I was feeling pretty confident at that point that we would at least take one or two ballots
2: to draw a quick contrast with sydney because she was like oh i experienced the sun and had a beautiful morning i had my uh blackout curtains fully drawn my room was pitch black <laughs> and i watched an episode of the blacklist and ate a bowl of cereal before that round so that's how i got ready <laughs>
0: I'm glad the public is experiencing the duality of, of Sydney <laughs> and Thomas Kylie. The, the different ways you approach the world.
1: No, you have to you have to mention how me and Thomas will be in like the breakout room before the round and I have Thomas Kylie watching me force myself to eat a granola bar for like fifteen minutes and I'm panting, walking <laughs> back and forth, like, oh <laughs> trying not to throw up <laughs> because you know, it is it is horribly stressful.
2: The amount of chaos in those breakout rooms where it's just you and I, and like the times before the rounds are just <laughs> insane.
1: And I'm moaning. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, the classic
2: Sydney Gaskins <laughs> noises. That, like, I walk away from my laptop. I'm like, what? Who died? <laughs> What's going on in
0: here? <laughs>
3: oh, well, all of whether, regardless of how the morning started, regardless of how much you ate or how much you tried to throw up, the result was. But the result was. I want to now hear about, you know, Woodward's reading off the list of the names. And as everyone knows with nationals, like if you're at that point, you've done all the calculations of who he needs to say when and what record to mean that you're moving on. So I'm assuming that you guys knew the second he announced where Patrick Henry was. Oh, that means we must be in the final. So how was that when he said, you know, Patrick Henry is in X
0: place? I'll jump in here real quick. What I remember from the group chat, um, is because of course we're, we are not on zoom because we have to be in the the zoom for the, you know, for the closing ceremonies is I remember everyone sort of, because I I had said, I think we all knew if Patrick Henry keep, because we had the best record in the division going into round four. If, if they had the same record as they had, we were 100% guaranteed through soon as we found out they did. Okay. We swept we're through. And I don't remember there being a ton like there was like a a few seconds of like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And then it was like, all right, like, here we go. You know, I felt like it was kind of, you know, this is going to be what it's going to be. There was definitely some intrigue about who we were going to play. But I remember everyone just kind of accepting it and taking it in stride and sort of being ready to go. I don't know if, you know, my my uh, two students remember it any differently, but that's what I remember.
2: Well, that is an accurate picture from the perspective of the Discord, because uh, at that point, it was um, like my roommate had come out because he was watching the uh, results come out. So it, like I could hear it on a 30 second time delay coming from like his computer. And he was just watching it and I was just like being like, oh, that's a cool person. Oh, good for their team doing this. And then they announced Patrick Henry. And then I started screaming and then it was real fun. And Ben did not understand why, not uh, Ben Garmo, my roommate other Ben. Uh, he didn't understand why, like that school being announced was why we were moving on. so then I had to explain that. and then by then it was like close to us, and then I like walked back in.
1: I cannot even explain in words the roller coaster of emotions that it was in that award ceremony. Because it went from like oh so happy so happy I just got you know the all all American and mm, Natalie also got one you know Thomas Azari got one I was freaking crazy I was Thomas I was like,
2: and then we got Spamta and we were like what we were,
1: it was so happy it was so happy but then like in a in a split second when it's time for the team awards it's like deep dark anxiety stress my guts are rumbling, I'm not okay, and I'm waiting. And then when they announce Patrick Henry, it's I'm so excited. I hear my roommates in the back screaming. My roommates are Lauren and Natalie, who are also on the team. They're so excited, and I'm excited too. But I felt that happiness in that moment, but then in another split second, it's like, go time. It's like, now it's time to get back in the zone. And I'm pulling out my folder with my materials again. I'm looking, you know, I'm getting ready because I was just like, it is not over. And I also felt myself, you know, I was screaming so loud for Thomas, Cesari, and Natalie that my head started to pound. (laughs) 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 And I was like, okay, I need to calm down and get back in that zone for the next round.
3: So something that very few teams ever have to worry about is who it is, you know, when when you're setting up scrimmages for nationals, you're for the most part kind of finding teams in the other division because, of course, you're not going to face them, right? And the very rare situation would ever be that you, you know, make the final round and okay, cool, you're there. That's awesome, exciting. What are the odds you're going to face one of the two or three teams the other division that you happen to scrimmage and where are the odds you're going to happen to face them on the same side that you scrimmaged? Um, but of course, you know I know this, and our listeners now, if they didn't already know, you're facing Yale on the same side that you scrimmaged them on like a week or two before, three days, um, three, three days. Did? Okay, so <laughs> the Wednesday, so three days before. Um, I mean, you're basically getting a, a do-over of this round. Uh, what, what was that feeling like? I mean, you, know, you found out you're going against Yale. They are now making the final round for the sixth time in like six year six years because they're Yale, and you're just the new guys to to get the honor of facing them. I guess. Um, what was that like, though? You know, finding out okay, we're doing the same side. We've done this before. This is the same team. You know, what's that? What's that feeling?
2: I mean, I'll say that I was uh, thankful that we didn't have to go defense because on that side I did an Australian Blaine Crawford and I was in the back of my head being like, Oh God, imagine if me doing an Australian accent is immortalized for people to pay money to buy in the future. What a <laughs> terrible thing to happen. And like the scrimmage that we did on Wednesday, I wasn't at my full power because I was recovering from my COVID vaccine. So I was like, cool. I get to do even better this time.
1: I was definitely thinking that, um, it was it was going to be super close and it was i knew that from like going into the round like no matter what folks did in the round i knew it was going to be really close based on what i saw from them a couple days prior and i felt like you know the reason you scrimmage people is to learn and grow from hitting them and after that yale round where we scrimmage we definitely knew what our weak spots were because yale brought them out i think yale is incredible at that poking at you until you fold. And so going into that round against them, I thought it was definitely risky cuz we were wanting to go defense. And when Yale got the side that they wanted, we were like, mm-hmm. "That's probably cuz it's their their best side or their strong suit, which is why they're picking that." And we also knew that they had such powerful witnessing on that side, which you all saw in the final round. Um, I don't even remember the witness names, but you know who I'm talking about. All of their witnesses were incredible and we have really good witnesses too. So we were like, you know, it, it might come down to preference and stuff like that. It was definitely, um, beneficial to know what we were about to face and what to expect. But I just knew it was going to be close no matter what.
2: And they knew the same thing about us. Like they knew what our side was about to be and they, took aside that in any case should have been the advantage because there was a defense bias in this case that was pretty hard. And then also mock trial just naturally has a defense bias just in terms of scoring. Mm. So they put themselves on a very good platform to take that round. And it was a smart choice that they made after they won the coin toss.
1: Oh yeah. And I was dreading their opening statement. I'm not going to lie because their opening statement to their case, which is so was, was so unique and different is just compelling. Like it just has you on the edge of your seat, which is definitely a great point for a defense team.
0: Yeah. Sydney, that's actually exactly what I was going to say, which is when we scrimmage them on Wednesday, of course we're, we're, we're a plaintiff scrimmaging a Yale defense. So before the round we were sort of like, well, just kind of be ready for anything. Um, and, you know, she's like, oh, she's saying it. And we're like, oh, is it going to be like a exaggeration case? And then I remember, you know, their opening attorney saying, you know, this this is like she planted the bedbugs and she, you know, the whole thing. And I remember watching y'all's discord just being like, oh, OK, so this is what we're doing. Um, so it really is interesting, like having I like I think it was a little bit of an advantage for us maybe helping to cancel out the defense bias just a little bit. Cause I think they made the right choice, but the fact that we had heard their case and that so few other people now, I mean, we had people scouting in rounds three and four when we were allowed to. So like we would have had some familiarity with it, but we had, I think probably the most familiarity of it out of anyone because we had scrimmaged them. So I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect Uh, when we played them. But like you said, I think Sydney or Thomas, I knew it was going to be close. Um, They're great. They're amazing. And it was literally as close as humanly possible.
2: (laughs) Second closest. So...
0: Okay, that one had three... Woodward can say all he wants. That one had three judges. It doesn't count. This was the... (laughs) I will
3: will say this, you know, as someone who was watching that round, um, it, it was such an interesting ebb and flow because I think that, you know, for the most part you know, you're watching this and I think that I agree with what you were kind of saying, Sydney, Yale is so well known for just having such interesting witnesses, such an interesting theory. Um, and and I, I made a joke with some of my, uh, my students that I was watching with. I was kind of like, look, this is, you know, I, I said, when the two of you got on, I said, all right, this is UMBC's time where they're going to rack up the points. They're going to see how much of a cushion they can build up here and then they're going to try to get through Yale's witnesses even so Sydney can come in on the close. And this is really going to be Sydney versus the witnesses. And that's not to take away from, you know, the rest of the team. I mean, they're obviously all fantastic. Everyone that watched that final round knows everyone on that UMBC team was amazing. But I mean, that's, that's what, if you're watching, you're, those are the ebbs and flows, you know, can, can UMBC put up that cushion? Can Yale close that cushion and then what's going to happen in that closing? Um, but wow, I mean, so much fun to watch. What a what a fun round! And as all of you have alluded to, what a close round. So you know, turning our attention there, you know, Woodward in his typical Woodward fashion is announcing six ballots or maybe five. I forget. It was how it five, five five ballots. One. Okay, so five ballots for UMBC, five ballots for Yale, one tie. Before you even get to the the point differentials, like what was the when you hear that it's a literal tie, what was kind of the like uh oh like what's happening? What were the thoughts that you guys were having at that point
1: I mean Thomas knew that it could have been a tie thomas Thomas is, <laughs> a, is, a, thomas, is smarter, <laughs> thomas is smarter than me i <laughs> I heard five bouts I was like, oh it's over
2: <laughs> well, this is uh like it was a thing that has like been in my head since regionals of I think 2018 where we were playing the bybuster at our tournament and my team was like oh we lost every ballot we did so bad that round I was like no it was probably a split and like our side did really well because I'm like sometimes like weird results happen and I texted my parents before this round they're like oh there's 11 judges so there's definitely going to be a winner and I was like no it could be five five and one and then he said five bouts, and I was like, I had to say it. And yeah. then it yeah, and then he did it. And I was like, all right.
1: You manifested it.
2: I manifested a tie, which it, could I have manifested something better, something uh that was less <laughs> stressful for thirty seconds. I wish I could have.
0: Yeah, I I've mentioned this on the show, but I, I I voice memoed myself and he, you know, like I was just standing pacing around in my home office. You know, he goes five, and he goes the eleventh ballot was a tie, and I just went no. Like, I just, and I wasn't even in my own mind at that point. I don't have any memory of that except for listening to it back on audio. Um, so that was just, oh, that was, and especially sitting through. I mean, the the judging panel was incredible, but of course you have to sit it's through 11, eleven comments, and comments, um, and they moved through them pretty quick. I'll give them credit. But it was still... Never quick enough. You always try to learn, don't parse comments because you can't figure out the result of the round from comments. But everybody does it anyways. So we're all sitting there in the Discord going, those were good comments. Oh, I didn't like those comments. You know, like trying to tally the judges. And, you know, I'm sure Yale was doing the same thing.
2: Those were comments for us. Those weren't comments for us. Darn it. Ah. (laughs) I
0: mean, all right. So...
3: You've heard it's five, five, and one. You say it's going down to point differential. And then Woodward says, you know, the retrievers of UMBC are the national champion, you know, four years, you know, I guess to a certain extent, seven years for both of you. Um, What's that sensation of like, how about this? You know what? That's a silly question. I've asked, how did it feel a thousand times today? I want you to both take a second. Think of three words to describe your emotions In that moment of finding out that you are the next national champions, that all of this work has been for something that all Ben's talk has been, you know, backed up by something. What were the three words to describe your, your state of mind when you just found out you'd won?
1: Um, I can go first. Blessed, grateful, and fulfilled
2: um I'm trying to think of a third uh shocked relieved and then yeah thankful for like that entire season culminating in that
0: <laughs> not very good at reducing my thoughts to three words um i think i i think thankful um you know you guys have said this but 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 overjoyed and just um you know, this is a third thing, not a third word, but just like happy for you guys, um, right? Like that, whatever the word is, whatever the long German word is for like joy for others, Schadenfreude, um, right? Sure, <laughs> that's we'll not it that. at all. That's joy. And <laughs> I know okay. it's not, but you know, whatever the opposite of that is, just getting to watch you guys have that experience was the thing that that I I keep thinking.
3: I mean, it it's gotta be the most special like the uh, quite literally 700 teams register for mock trial and i will be the first to admit that i think probably 690 of them do not have the expectation of making or winning the national championship but i mean that is essentially what everyone wants to do right and and it's you guys um i mean it's got to be special and i i think that i i'm I loved hearing those three words that each of you shared um, or or more than three if you're Ben. Um, but I mean, I remember myself sitting there and like almost coming to tears of joy just of like, oh my God, I'm so happy for them. And I mean, I, look, yeah, I'm close to the UMBC team. Who knew, right? Like I was just so happy for you guys. I thought it was so exciting. Um, it was such a fun round to watch. And it was just, I mean, gotta be satisfying like that's just so damn cool um so i'll kind of give it back to the three of you like the aftermath like what has it been like since like have you come to terms with it have you like accepted the fact that you're literally the best right now like what is that what's that like
2: i think it like comes in waves like i'll forget and then like i'll be talking about mock trial like casually with someone to be like oh yeah i won the national championship what a cool thing that was like, it's really cool to be a team that has like really come from only being founded this version of it only being founded 10 years ago and having a national championship versus some of these teams that have been competing since, you know, before I was born or since the start of it, like when we got the Calkins trophy, looking at all of the names that like, are just not on the radar of mock trial anymore because they like haven't stuck with it or they're just not the powerhouse that they used to be. And just being like, we are now like forever on this trophy that I still haven't seen again, but it's, it's unreal because I, I just didn't believe that a school like ours could have done it. And I'm thankful that we proved that we could.
1: I think I've been feeling so extremely proud of myself since the national championship. One of the first things I did was put it in my Instagram bio. So everybody knows that I am a national champion because when I first started doing mock trial, I would not have believed you if you told me that it was going to be me closing in the national championship, because especially starting college, you know, the people that we all looked up to at the time that I started didn't look like me and didn't come from schools like mine. So for it to come completely full circle and for me to become on that same level of success as the people who I looked up to is just completely surreal And it has been incredible to see all of the support from people afterwards. Our president of the university is super close with us and me, and he has been extremely supportive. And that makes me feel so good. And, you know, other people in our community are so proud of us and they're talking about us and people who don't even know us are so happy for us. It's just this wave of positive energy that I have been riding off of for the past two months. And also, I can't not forget to talk about being able to be Black and be in the final round and be a woman and then win. And for what that's meant for people of color, that they've been coming to me and saying, hey, you inspire me. It has filled my heart with so much joy and pride. And I just am so glad that it was me. And I think that it was me for a reason because it's about damn time (laughs) that it was someone like me.
0: The way Sydney ended her thought is, is the perfect way for me to say my brief thought, which is what this means for, for them, for Sydney, for Thomas, for the other five uh, competing members and the three non-competing members and all of our B teamers and all of our alternates. Um, what sydney was just talking about and what she represents to people around this country and around the world who just watched this unbelievable black woman speak with such power and such grace and such presence and someone like thomas who is so smart and has such an ability to break down information and handle just unbelievable quantities of information and the rest of our team you know products of public school in maryland who who look like the way america should look I love this team um, and I don't, you know, like, yeah, is it fun to call myself the coach of the national champions? Of course it is. It's amazing. I love it. But I love that these students um, get to have that for the rest of their lives. Um, you know, that I get to watch them go off and do incredible things. I can't wait to go off and, and watch Sydney and Thomas do incredible things and and you know there are other students of ours who are who are doing exactly that just right now, and and that's what it's about, right? It's not about the coaches, it's not about the Amta board, it's not about anyone. You know, it's about Sydney and Thomas, and you know the 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 people who were on Yale's team and Tufts team and Patrick Henry's team and all of these amazing teams. People we've gotten to be good friends with and what they've accomplished and what they can be proud of. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty damn cool to see our little school that a couple years ago, no one had heard of. And, and I I can't discount the connection. No, it's my school, right? It's what, it's my alma mater. It's my brother's alma mater. We're a retriever's family. And to get to do this, you know, can't beat it.
3: I mean, if there was a place to end it, like, wow, Uh, I just, I'm so again, grateful to have gotten to, to, chatted with both of you, Thomas and Sydney. Um, I mean, Ben and I obviously like had a phone call that night, um, close to tears of just how amazing and special this was. Um, but it's it's cool to hear from both of you guys that it's had such an impact. And I mean, I, I'm speaking from personal experience when I say um, that I've seen that impact that Sydney um, and Ben were just talking about. I mean, the amount of young women and young women of color that I Coach that watched that final round and were just like, whoa, like she just did that. Like she's that good. Um, obviously referring to you, Sydney. And I mean, it's, it's something that I, there's no words that as a coach I could ever give them or say to them that could mean the same thing that watching you had on them, that, that, that same effect. Um, and so honestly, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for what you did for the amount of work that all three of you put in um, to make something as special as as you know UMBC Mock Trial winning the national championship. I think that that is it is great for young high school and young college kids to see. It is great for the older members of of AMTA to see. You know, it, it is just where I hope our community can can start to evolve towards because it's, it's special and it's awesome. And I hope we can can continue those types of legacies of small lesser known schools, um, schools that come from a lot less privilege being awesome, amazing advocates of this activity. Um, That's, that's something that is just really, really cool.
0: So can I ask uh, to sort of wrap us up? Um, because we talked about this briefly before we started the two of you of course have now graduated from umbc and you're moving on to bigger and better things both in law school so uh can you guys tell the masses what's coming next for uh sydney and thomas
2: i'll go first uh so yeah i graduated with uh bs in chemistry and a ba in political science and this fall i will be attending the university of maryland francis king Carey school of law ben's also alma mater um so i'm very excited to be there we'll see about trial team i haven't decided yet i also haven't decided exactly what i'm doing after law school most likely public interest law because the law has done a lot of bad things and i'd like to make it less that
1: i'm so proud of you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm also very proud of you thomas and i i appreciate you saying you don't know yet about trial team because i you know that's your call but i'm thrilled that you're you know, staying in Maryland, looking forward to, you know, seeing you in the hallways. Um, oh, Sydney, God. how about Yeah, right. Did, did, that sounded more like a threat than I meant to do. Um,
2: but going to show me in a locker. <laughs>
1: That's funny.
0: All right, Sydney, tell tell the people where you're headed next.
1: I have graduated from UMBC with my bachelor's of arts degree in political science. And I am magna cum laude. I'm smart, too. And I will be attending the University of California, Los Angeles School of Law in the fall.
0: That is super exciting! Congratulations! That's such an amazing law school. I mean, even just setting aside the trial advocacy program, which is amazing. I mean, UCLA is just an incredible school. Um, that's got to feel just that's got to feel amazing to get to to head out west and go out there.
1: Yeah, it's my dream school, and you know that because for years I've been talking about it. And I've been like, you know, part of the reason I wanted to do trial by combat in the first place three years ago is because I was interested in UCLA.
0: For both of you guys, you've just done such incredible things um, in in college, and I'm, you know, like, oh, I just can't wait. Like, I know this is something that that I think someday when the two of you all coach, you know, maybe you'll you'll sort of see what I'm talking about. But it, there's nothing cooler than getting to see the two of you go off and and just crush it in the real world. So i'm super excited and of course you know thanks for coming on my humble podcast that i know you two are such big fans of ben i am a fan how dare you
2: <laughs> how dare you say that sarcastically
0: i i, I sort of meant it like pseudo sarcastically i'll
2: oh. we'll give a shout out to portland because i know they're listening
1: oh hello
0: oh the nicest the they're nicest, the people bestest in people <laughs> well uh Drew, do you have any other questions? I can always wrap us up. No,
3: I, I mean, I think that, you know, this was the episode that was going to be about UMBC. I was going to butt out and let you close it out, my friend.
0: Well, I'm really grateful to, to Drew for that and for, for your work to make this episode possible. And I'm grateful to Sydney and Thomas for coming on the show. Um, And for everyone out there, you know, like, I know this episode was pretty UMBC centric. We've got a couple other episodes planned to talk about a lot of other things. But I appreciate you sort of letting us tell our story, because I think if it had been Yale winning the national championship, they would have been on here and we would have given them a chance to tell their story. So even though, you know, it's half my show, I think it was a good opportunity to talk to Sydney and Thomas. And of course, Sydney and Thomas, you know, thanks for coming on the show, guys. It was it was really good to chat with both of you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This was a fun <laughs> way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we always appreciate it. We're looking forward to bringing you some more exciting episodes soon, including one talking about a tournament that these two will be participating in in just over, just under a month trial by combat. We'll get to that some other time. Uh, but as always, thanks for listening. We'll be back in your feed very soon. Until then, this has been The Mock Review with Ben and Heath.